Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, Episode 6, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, The Review. Hello ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East and West and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm the Hypersonic 55 and I'm glad you decided to join me today for another review. Now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. That film, I have many things to say about that film. But before I go about and get into my review, I just want to go about and give you a little bit of history as to how I feel about the Ninja Turtles in general. Now, I'm no diehard fan. I'm sort of like a casual fan who has a respect for the property, but just doesn't, you know, live and die by it, you know what I mean? So, uh, Ninja Turtles. As a kid, I watched the, you know, animated, like, 90s slash 80s TV show. Um, I watched the first film, I believe, when it was on TV. But my love, or should I say, you know, just main interest in the Ninja Turtles didn't kick in until about 2003 with the, uh, you know, animated show of the early 2000s I really liked that show that definitely had better animation and more you know more of an emphasis on the characters in a action and you know ninja based fashion and even with the 2014 reboot of Ninja Turtles I actually kind of liked that film I know that there was a heavy focus on Megan Fox and the other human characters and for some reason you know Shredder turned into like a mini bloody Terminator but there was some good action and some decent CGI and it definitely laid the foundation for something better. So when I found out they were making a sequel and it had, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady, Krang was going to be in there, the Technodrome, Baxter Stockman, and more of a focus on the Turtles in general, I was like, whoa, yeah, give me that juice. Give me the juice. And may I lapped up that market in like a madman. I was like, yo, I'm not even a diehard Ninja Turtles fan, but this is fan service to the highest degree. Oh, yeah, and I forgot there's even Casey Jones in there, played by a bloody arrow. Like, you know, Stephen Amell, my boy. So I'm just like, this film cannot be bad. This, this, okay, so it might be, you know, just okay, but this is definitely going to be better than the last one, right? Well, about that. I watched Ninja Turtles, I think, last week, and I was in two minds about it after I left, which was quite troubling to me. The thing about Out of the Shadows is this. It builds upon some of the bad elements of the first film. There's a heavier focus on the Turtles. There is some good story elements when it comes to the Turtles in general with, like, you know, their... uh, relationship as brothers some of the stuff with splinter is cool having shredder played by an actual human was cool bebop and rocksteady when they are good they're pretty decent some of the action is pretty cool and yeah some of the visual effects are pretty decent but that is where the the pros of this film end because there are a lot of problems with the story characters humor and just the overall structure of the film just felt very off 
and I don't know if it's just because of the tone or the direction but this film just seems a little less focused than the last film and there's some of the elements of the 2014 film that I'm actually missing from you know the 2016 film which is just baffling to me but we'll get into those fine line details later on so anyway let's get into that story so with the second Ninja Turtles film what you have is the turtles now going up against two mutated humans in the form of Bebop and Rocksteady who turn into a rhinoceros and a warthog you have the shredder teaming up with Krang out of nowhere to bring Krang into Earth's main dimension along with the Technodrome which is this big giant spherical metal ball of destruction I think and there's also this subplot with the mutagen that turns Bebop and Rocksteady into their mutant beings also being able to potentially turn the turtles into humans and then there's some other stuff going on with April there's other stuff going on with Casey Jones Will Arnett as uh, whatever his name is, his character has like some sort of mini thing to do in this film as well. And there's there's a lot of moving parts to this story, but primarily this film is all about the turtles going up against Bebop and Rocksteady, trying to stop the Shredder from getting these three artifacts together to create a portal that will allow Krang and the Technodrome to enter Earth's dimension, basically. At least I think that's how to go about and summarize this plot because, again, as I said before, there's moving parts all over the place, but there's also a lot of plot elements that are brought into play without any proper context or build-up. And then there's certain stuff that just happens and, you know, you're expected just to go with it even though there is just no reason to. Okay, so firstly, the whole thing about the turtles potentially being turned into humans, that goes nowhere nowhere and it's such a wasted opportunity I thought something cool would come out of it and there's nothing secondly Krang unless you're a Ninja Turtles fan you won't know who the hell this guy is he is brought into the film in the most random way with no build up with no context it's just he's there and he's and he's here and a part of the film and you're just expected to go with it if you're a Ninja Turtles fan that's fine but for the average film goer it's just a bit jarring and just off and then there's this other stuff going on with Casey Jones but you don't really care because his character isn't fleshed out to the point where you really give a damn about like you know is it what's going on in his world and the turtles while I like seeing the conflict and you know bonding of these four brothers at the same time this is a story element that has been kind of repeated in several of the Ninja Turtles films beforehand and the TV series if you've actually watched them seeing them squabble break up and have like you know a bit of a divide is nothing new and while it worked for this film at the same time it's a it's a story element that we've seen before which was you know just a little annoying and one other thing that I wasn't too keen on with this film was the tone what I liked about the 90s first Ninja Turtle film was that there was at least a pretty good balance between having slightly darker elements but also having that light-hearted humorous tone that made the Ninja Turtles TV show so much fun and the 2014 film while it was a fair bit darker and a little closer to the comic book source material 
it had moments of humor i think the that film had like the sort of right balance of what i'd like to see from a modern version of ninja turtles but this film didn't have that this film was a lot more light-hearted it felt much more in line with like the animated tv shows um you know the 90s one and the more recent 2012 you know currently airing ninja turtles tv show where everything is so light and fluffy and strange and uh you know clearly aimed at children and while i know that this is clearly a property made for children and not for people of my age I'm in my late 20s, by the way. Um, at the same time, I feel like, you know, is it, there is a way to make Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for everyone. And I just don't feel that was done with the way in which the dialogue was executed and the humor. The humor, ladies and gentlemen, just, just troubled me. Because there are moments where I did laugh. And some of it is good, mainly coming from Michelangelo. But overall, the humor just felt so childish and juvenile and stupid and silly and insufferable. There are so many, like, you know, is it even recurring jokes or lines of dialogue that just make me cringe and I was just like no 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 thank you put it away um and just the tone in general I feel like there was a sense of urgency lacking from this film they didn't feel like there was any stakes and if there were any stakes they were either resolved fairly quickly or just not done in a dramatic way that made me feel any tension or like you know any you know worries for the turtles or the humans or whatever and just as an overall film like you know going from start to finish i found myself like you know as it sort of a little bored in between certain sections where there was no action and some of the story elements just didn't grip me and by the end of the film i was just like i don't know if i really like this film or at least liked it as much as the last one and while there was plenty of fan service for, you know, long-term, like, die-hard Ninja Turtles fans, I'm not sure that it worked for this film. I feel like some of the fan service came at the detriment of, like, you know, was it the story and casual film goes as well. And this film is definitely not for those who aren't Ninja Turtles fans, but at the same time, it's just like, if you're trying to grab an additional audience on top of the Ninja Turtle fandom then this was not the right way to do it the story was just a bit of a mess in my opinion and it's a darn shame because I feel like the Ninja Turtles if handled correctly could be so much more character wise there's only a handful of people to actually talk about they're actually good firstly the Ninja Turtles themselves they were all pretty solid though I would say Michelangelo was definitely my favorite because Overall, out of all the Ninja Turtles, he was the most consistent, he was funny, entertaining, and just had that sort of childish demeanor which makes him so lovable. Everybody else was just either there or had their moments but just weren't as fun as Mikey. So with the other human characters, Megan Fox is in this film and while she is definitely still used as like, you know, the hot pretty lady just to have certain scenes where she looks you know pretty sexy i will admit that she's in the film a lot less she's she doesn't have as much of a spotlight as she did in the first one which was nice and uh stephen amell he he did what he could with this film i feel like there was moments where he was pretty decent but then there was other moments where he was like you know a little hammy and um his story arc doesn't really mean much in this film and overall if you took if you took casey jones out of this film it would make no difference. So um, it's kind of just like you wonder why he's in the film in the first place. 
With Ryan T, I actually liked him as Shredder, but he didn't have much to do. Shredder was wasted. And it was a darn shame because I really liked... It felt like they were setting him up for more, but in the end, he was just wasted. But Brian T did a, a, a decent job. And Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman was just the definition of cheese. He rode this line between being kind of funny and, you know, silly, but engaging, but at the same time, just really annoying and strange. And Laura Linney as the police chief, Rebecca Vincent, she could have been more... I'm not sure if it was just a direction or a performance, but she just wasn't that good. Yeah. But now we have to talk about Bebop and Rocksteady, played by Gary Anthony Williams and uh, Seamus. Bebop and Rocksteady, they are very strange, silly, annoying, fun. They're, they, they're a combination of fun and annoying, but they're more insufferable than not because they repeat a lot of jokes and they're just so incompetent. And, oh man, they really annoyed me. Um, but the main person that really pissed me off in this film was Krang. While Krang looked great, you know, from a visual standpoint, Brad Garrett in the voice just sounded ghastly. Krang was all sorts of annoying, and I just every time I could hear him talking, I'm just like, shut up, man, go away, please, go away. And then there's a presentation of out of the shadows which for the most part is pretty decent the ninja turtles while they do look incredibly strange looking in live action the way in which the uh motion capture and animation was used to go about and give the turtles all different heights body structure and the definition that was put into like you know their faces the lighting and all that it looks good and some of the action sequences with Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang and some of the stuff going on with the Technodrome forming in the sky is pretty sweet but it's not always consistent with a lack of definition and sometimes like you know some shots you can tell were like you know is it more time was put into them to look fancier than other ones you know but there is one other thing in the presentation department that kind of annoyed me and it was the lack of action in the sense that there was no proper fight scenes in this film. And while there are a few like, you know, fight scene skirmishes, there wasn't anything close to some of the combat sequences that we got in the first Ninja Turtles film or the 2014 Ninja Turtles film, which actually had a lot more ninjutsu fighting action than this film had, which was just baffling to me because I love the Ninja Turtles mainly because they are fighters. They all have individual, like, you know, fighting styles and weapons, and you get to see them take out the Foot Clan and Shredder and certain other enemies on different occasions. And I thought with the introduction of Krang and obviously Bebop and Rocksteady, you'd get to see some pretty kick ass fight scenes, and there was nothing. That was disappointing to me as a person who is a very big, like, you know, very big on his, like, martial arts action sequences. And while I know not all action films has to have martial arts, with the Ninja Turtles, it's kind of a given, considering the fact that they're bloody turtles and there was nothing. Even the Foot Clan barely did any ninja-based stuff in here. They did. They were more ninjas than they were in the first film in 2014, but at the same time, they didn't do much either. Didn't even get to see Shredder, like, you know, was it, you know, fight. That was lame. It was a massive wasted opportunity, in my opinion. And the music by Steve Jablonski was alright, I guess. Steve Jablonski, I've liked a lot of his material, especially when it comes to the Transformers films, but in this film, it just felt a little cheesy and lame, and I, I, I just wasn't so keen on it. 
And now we come to the conclusion. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, I've sort of, you know, given it more of a negative response than, you know, a positive one. And for me, that that just comes down to the fact that, again, the Ninja Turtles, I'm not a diehard fan. But I do respect the property and I do know about it. And I wanted this film to be much better than 2014 one. It had all the potential to be so. But for me, there was something lost in, like, you know, translation between, like, 2014 and 2016. There are some massive issues with the story, characters, tonal inconsistencies, and just a lack of good ninja-based action and hand-to-hand combat. This film was definitely made for fans and children, and they may get a kick out of this film, but for, you know, more casual fans or just, like, you know, non-fans, this is not the film that will get you into the Ninja Turtles lore or films in general. I just feel like it was a bit of a mess overall, and... It pains me to say that because for me, the Ninja Turtles are like, you know, just a little mini superhero team and with the right kind of writing and direction, they could easily be as cool as like some of the stuff that Marvel have done with like, you know, the Avengers and some of their other Marvel heroes because they are superheroes at the end of the day and they could be so much more. And there is a better way to go about and create a story that's accessible for children and adults and fans. Just like the way in which, like, you know, Marvel have done it. The way in which Disney and Pixar have done it and DreamWorks. Those are all, like, you know, is it companies that can make films for both, for everyone. But Ninja Turtles is not that. And Out of the Shadows, for me, um, I never really gave it a rating on my blog. But if I was to give it a rating, I'd probably give it about maybe a 5 or something. Because I, I did enjoy parts of it, especially when it came to the Turtles. But overall, it's just, the more I think about it, the more it annoys me, the way in which this film came out. And it's pretty much just made me lose all hope for, like, the Ninja Turtles franchise as it stands now. But yeah, that's just my thoughts on the Ninja Turtles film. I know there's a lot of people that liked it or loved it, but that's not me. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of the recent Ninja Turtles film out of the shadows? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Were you indifferent to it like me? Just let me know. Uh, hit me up at Film Focus on Twitter and Hypersonic55 at Twitter. Or you can email me at thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com. Well, that'll do it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. And this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. And I'll see you on the next session.